tuned in to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace. You're now tuning to the Cosmic Convos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Herut, and I got my good brother here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Oh, brother. Glad to be back for season four, brother. How about yourself? Hey, man. Same thing here, man. You know, a lot, a lot has transpired, you know, since then, man, but... um. Yeah, man, I'm just glad to, you know, be here, man, and be able to, you know, build with you, my brother, and, you know, take this thing to the next level. Hey, man, I'm ready. Let's get it done. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. But uh, before we get too far, I'm going to remind you all to make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cosmic Convo. That's C-O-S-M-I-C. C-O-N-V-O. That's on Instagram. And honestly, from there, you can get to everything or whatnot. Um, you know, you can follow uh, pushitforward.com. This episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprusha Astrology. And, um, you know, you can find Push It Forward on Instagram at P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D. On Instagram and from there, you can get to all of our different links and different things like that. Brother Ra, how can the people get a hold of you? Uh, you can hit me up a couple of ways, one of which is Facebook. You can hit me up via Shechem Ra, via FB, via F, uh, FB, or you can hit me up Shechem Ra on Shechem Ra via IG. If that doesn't work for you, hit me up via uh, Astrology at gmail.com. One of those will definitely get a hold of me. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, um, yeah, so we, we're here. We're back. Season four, episode one, season premiere, and overall, we're at episode 76, so big up to us, man. Indeed, man. It's a it's a blessing, man. I mean, you know, we, we sat there, and I looked at it, and I'm like, really, you could literally binge watch our content for about 90 hours straight right now, so I... I I think that's a, that's a good accomplishment, wow, man. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna say so, man. And I know some people that do. They say they just they do their you know their daily chores or you know they're uh, they're running their errands and they put us on and they just let us rip. So you know, definitely got a lot of material to to, to just hang on, hang hang back and enjoy. Indeed, indeed, indeed. You know, um, so we took a little break, man, you know, um, got got a couple things together and stuff like that. Um, if you don't know, um, you know, I drop 
uh, my second short film, The Gentle. That's um, been performing pretty well. A lot of, you know, good feedback on that right there. Let me go ahead and give it. Or whatnot. So, you know, definitely stay tuned to what we're doing over at Ninth Lord Films, man. We got more coming on with that and stuff like that, man. And Ra's been, you know, busy to the top of his his ears with all the good consultations and different things like that, yeah, you know, that he's giving. So let's big up him real quick. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Indeed. You know, so we got a good, lot of good things scheduled for you all this um this season. And whatnot, you know, because we're going to go and go ahead and complete and get to that 100 episode mark by the end of this season. So that's a big, big milestone for us. So, you know, definitely stay tuned and uh, make sure you share this with your peoples and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm excited about getting into this next one, man. I, you know, <laughs> but uh, before I even get there, Rod, you got anything you want to share with the people, man, before we go too far? You know, not nah, nah, just. I appreciate all of the patrons. I appreciate all of our fans uh, for sticking with us, for enduring through the kind of ups and downs we have. Because we do this, you know, on the side. We do this because we love knowledge. We love astrology. And, you know, we have lives, as we, as Brother just stated. He's creating movies and doing shorts and interviews and all kind of stuff, plus holding down the family, paying bills, you know. So for us to do this, it takes time out of our day out of our lives, but we love it. So we're here and we continue to be here. So we just want to say thank, I just want to say thank you uh, for all the people that are support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I share that sentiment as well. Um, speaking of interviews, I, I did do a, um, an interview on, you know, one of my good brothers podcast, um, fitness corner podcast. So um, definitely go check him out. You can, you know, find that on all platforms, Fitness Corner Podcast. And um, I think the episode is called The Gentle, so you can check that out there. And I also did an interview with a platform called Good Hit Hood Films. Check them out, man. They they highlight pretty much almost all the black, you know, short film, you know, short films out there and filmmakers out there, man. So they got an excellent platform. I did an interview with them, so definitely go check them out as well. Or whatnot, man. So big up to them, to them brothers, man. Or whatnot. But um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we usually start the seasons off, you know, with uh doing the, you know, the astrological ages. And we're gonna continue to do that. Um, but you know, it's just some things happening in current events that we just can't ignore. Of whatnot. And um, I would say that, you know, in this podcast, you know, we we do, you know, we have covered very, very, very high level astrological fundamentals and stuff like that. And um, I would say this is a high level astrological fundamental area that we're going to cover um, utilizing, you know, a technique, um, you know, called, you know, using the Chandra Lagna, Lagna which is pretty much analyzing the chart, um, utilizing the moon placement as the ascendant. And um, oftentimes this is a method that's employed when you don't necessarily have a good time on a person or yourself or different things like that. But even when you do have an excellent time um, looking at your chart from the Chandra Lagna or the moon, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, 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 you know, 
gives you a, a, a whole different perspective as well. You know, um, a lot of astrologers will say that, you know, your um, analysis of a chart is not complete until you've looked at it from both perspectives, amongst others. Um, you know, and I would say that, you know, the particular individual that we're covering right now, you know, somebody that I came across maybe a little earlier this year, or no, not this year, last year, and stuff like that. And I was, um, you know, I say first thing, I was highly impressed with his production value for sure or whatnot. And then I start really digging into his content and start checking out and seeing what he's, you know, kind of been, um, you know, <laughs> you know, talking about. And then it's just been amazing just to see like this crazy rise, you know, um, in a very short time. I know, you know, brother's been doing this thing for a, a while, but um, I've just seen his channel just blow like crazy within the past few months. And, um, you know, from an astrological perspective, you, you know, you have to be curious, like, all right, what's going on here? What's, what's <laughs> you know, what, what, what's the Got method to, to the madness? <laughs> like, what is the mechanisms? At, what are the mechanisms at work? Right. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, um, you know, if you didn't see the cover art or you, you're not sure who we're talking about, um, we're talking about the, the brother Kevin Samuels. Um, who is, you know, really just taking this platform to a whole nother level um, this year. So uh, we're going to go and explore and just kind of see what's, you know, kind of what's the method? What's the method to the madness? What's going on? You know, and um, this is insight. It's insight for us. It's also insight for everybody else who has different things going on and kind of see what type of things you see in the chart that could probably, you know, contribute. You know, um to success in, you know, this new digital era and all the different things that we're seeing right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, you know, big ups to Kevin, uh, definitely doing your thing. Uh, can't take that away from any, uh, man that's, you know, paid his dues. Right. Yeah. That's really gone through the process of creating something from nothing. And uh, definitely, you know, hats off to the brother. He's he's uh, he's made his mark and seems to be here and is going to stay here for a while. So let's get into some things about Kevin and uh, explore his 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 dynamics. The thing is, again, we don't have a birth time. So this is all based on the moon, the placement of the moon and. As my good brother said here, we don't look at a chart without looking at the placements from the moon. And the real reason is because the moon just holds a very prominent position in astrology in that it's one of the luminaries, right? It's one of the basic personal planets that makes you more you than you than any other of the placements uh, other yeah. than the ascendant and other than the sun. So, you know... Um, what we do, right, is try to see if that moon is going to change, right, from midnight to midnight. And Kevin's moon doesn't change from Sagittarius based on the data that we have. Now, the date that we have, date of birth I have, uh, is March 28th, 1969. I'm sorry, no, excuse me, March 12th, yeah. 1969, right? 
March 12th, 1969. And so, you know, it, people say, how'd you get this, right? Look, it doesn't take much to just, when you're watching an individual over a period of time, you hear certain things as an as a astrologer and as an, a diviner, I listen for those particular key points because those give me the keys to know who I'm dealing with, yeah. right? And what those you know, parameters are and how far and how far, how far and how far not a person will go. So, you know, keying in, he had a birthday, right? He mentioned his birthday, right? And of course, the years of birth are pretty much public. So, you know, voila, we have a nice date to go to choose or to, to go from. So as, as you can see, right? The moon is in Sag, and it's almost uncanny the way these things work when you're really using sidereal astrology. I have to make that preface. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you're using tropical, then it's going to do something different, right? So this is based on sidereal placements. And if you don't know how to gather your sidereal placements from a chart, the easiest thing is just to subtract 24 degrees from every placement and you'll have your sidereal chart. So we can see Brother Kevin in his role, right, very well through what we have unfolded in his chart. And the moon stays in Sagittarius from midnight to midnight. So we know he is a Sagittarius moon. Yeah. Right? And so one of the things that it does, because the moon is what brings us emotional fulfillment, it brings emotional fulfillment when he is in that position of preaching or teaching, right? That's what the moon and Sag loves to do. It does it naturally. It flows with it. It embodies it. And so it can be, you know, someone that considered is considered a knower or someone that is knowledgeable. Um, can be someone that uh, has some emotional challenges when it comes to dealing with um, stepping outside of the realm of judgment. Right? And you know, people have these placements all over the world. This is not it's not exclusive. It's not exclusive to Kevin, of course, but it just makes him someone that is definitely about logical argumentation. Right. Indeed. Seriously. So, <laughs> um, it's an understatement. Understatement, right? Moon and Sag <laughs> creates the need to to dial to dialogue and to build through logical argumentation, right? And you can see his whole setup is from a logical perspective. They do become extremely. Uh, they can be mathematically gifted. And so I remember if I were here correctly, and I'm sure my brother here can corroborate, we discussed it a little earlier. He's actually an engineer by trade or by profession or by, uh, according to him, by his educational and his educational pursuits. Right. Yeah. And so uh, um, Moon and Sag can definitely. Think a uh, chemical engineer or I think chemical engineer. Yeah. Right. Right. Um you know, uh, one of the things that the moon and Sag can do is um, when you look in the mirror, they see someone that's a preceptor or a teacher, right? 
someone that really is there to help the people on a lower level raise up, right? Um, you know, it's strange that in, in the beginning of life, it can, can kind of create someone that's more or less an ideologue, right? And as time matures with experience, right, and with self-reflection, they do become wise, right? Uh, he's bringing things from that wisdom-like perspective, right? We're going to get in deeper into what the mechanics are behind that, but you can see that this man is trying to advise many people to raise themselves up from a lower level to a higher level, and that's what Moon and Sag does very well. Yeah. Right? Um <clears throat> The other thing that it does is that uh, it it can create a very um, imbalanced first marriage, right? Because the way we look at things is that the seventh placement or the seventh house from the moon, that's why the moon is so important because it reveals so many different things. The seventh house from the moon reveals a lot about who we're attracted to initially in regards to our first marriage. And it's Gemini that's in opposition to the moon. So that means that the wife, the first wife, typically can be more argumentative, more uh, expressive, right? More built on communications. And so the first marriage many, many times will dissolve with moon and Sag. Um, and for those reasons of argumentation and the same process of log logical argumentation, meaning that there's a there's a dialogue that seems to never be resolved when the back and forth ensues. Right. And many people go through divorces. And just because Moon is in Sag doesn't mean that every single placement like that is going to yield a divorce. But it's usually likely that the ending of the marriage, especially the first one, is through a, a difference of a uh, in unreconcilable differences or not being able to see eye to eye type deal. Yeah. Um. The other thing that it creates is dogmatic idealism, right? And so <clears throat> in that dogmatic idealism, a person can be very staunch about their belief system. Right? Remember, Sag is what you believe. And the moon, right, is that heartfelt energy. So the person is extremely heartfelt, extremely um, uh, adamant about their positions. Rightfully so, because Moon is in a fire sign. So, um, you know that's that's how he thinks, right? mm. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, right? This man is here to try to really uplift for from his perspective those people that are uh, lacking in information and knowledge. So, you know, I see where he's coming from. That's why, you know, in astrology, we want to see where you're coming from. What What's your angle? What what's the motive? And you can see this is this is this is Kevin. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh what what do you say? What would you say about that, uh, <laughs> my brother, that, that moon and sag dealing those 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 energetic makeups? You know, um yeah, I got I got a lot of, you know, moon and sag people in my life. And um this is very, you know, idealistic type of disposition you know um i mean right or wrong whatever it is whatever the ideas that's floating around in their head whatever 
you know, philosophy they have, they they pretty much live on that. You know what I'm saying? They do. You're right. <laughs> they live on that. They, they it's a sustenance to them. Yeah. You're right, man. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Definitely, I know, I know, I know your situation, right? So yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know you get a good dose of it, right? And you can see that um, you know, when they take something to heart as far as knowledge information, they it it takes a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the funny thing, I I tell you the truth, I mean, it's not the same, but we do have some and I'm not saying I'm I'm him <laughs> we have some key differences. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot of similarities in the chart, you know, Sun, Mercury, conjunction, Saturn, Venus, Rahu and um, <laughs> Rahu and, um, mm-hmm. and Pisces, K2 mm-hmm. and um, Virgo and Uthra Falguni. Right, right, <laughs> right. You do. Yeah. You so do. It's interesting. <laughs> interesting. That is. That's a trip. Right. Yeah. No so, you know, um, and that moon and fire, you know creates that 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 passion for things you know yeah that that energy behind what you feel you know it's 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 potent so i understand i understand like and this gives you one one thing i mean because you know i hear a lot of people they talk about like you know when they talk about the fire signs and you know when they get to sag like sag is a warrior but like sag is a warrior but it's a philosophical warrior you know what i'm saying It's a warrior. It's a warrior of ideas and different things like yes. that. You know what I mean? And I and I see that, like you know, with a lot of people I interact with, and just in, you know, what I mean, even even when you break it down to like, America doesn't have moon and Sag, but I mean, it's Sag ascendant. It's a idealistic type of nation. You know, it is. it's really based it's on a that. nation of ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely. That is definitely 100% correct. You know, and so that Sagittarian kind of uh, output, right, with the emotions, right, that's it's not something, that's not someone you want to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's not going to, it's not going to change their mind. Yeah. Right? Their minds are changed by the due diligence, the research, and the insights that they gain through their own right search and seeking of knowledge and wisdom. But the moment you step forward and create a um, me against you, you're never going to change the person's mind. Oh, facts, as they say. So, so, <laughs> so when you're, and those of you that are listening to this and watching this, Kevin, if you watch, right, uh, we understand, right? You mean well. The, the, the Sages have a really, it's ruled by Jupiter. Yeah. Must keep this in mind. So the intentions are noble, right? The intentions are noble. The intentions are well meant. You know, how they come out, how they're filtered, whole different process, but the intention is to help, right? And so that's where we really need to key in on is this one, this individual is here to try to uplift or to raise up yeah. individuals. So, you know, big ups and hats off in that regard. Now, let's get deeper, right? Because it's just the moon and how it's positioned. Again, we don't have the time, so we don't know exactly what house it's in and so forth. That will change a whole lot of that 
adds a whole lot of context. But without that, still alone, that moon and Sag holds true. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next piece that we look at, we're going to examine with Mr. Samuels here is his sun sign. And of course, most of you are very familiar with sun signs because in the West, that's what you've been trained or brought up to look to towards first. And his son is in Aquarius at 28 degrees. And this puts in, in a very peculiar nakshatra called Purva Bahadrapada. Oh, yeah. Purva Bahadrapada is one of the nakshatras that literally has two faces. Doesn't mean they're two-faced. Don't take it that way. Yeah. What it means is that they have a side that they show you. And a side you'll never see, right? Ever. Right? And that's why you, he will tell you, right, that you won't find a lot of dirt about me. Because Purva Bhadrapada, the sun, meaning the core of the individual, his internal mandate, right? The driving aspect of his being, right, is about keeping things separate, public life and private life. Yeah. So, you know, you'll never, and if you do, you know, and I've seen people find different little pieces of the puzzle, that's probably about as much as we're going to get with regards to how his backdrop really is, because they know how to keep face. Yeah. <laughs> very, very well. I mean, son, Purvapadharapada is the type of energy that you could be a preacher by day, right? And a comp and uh something else completely different by night. So they have this ability to not mask, but protect, right? That inner aspect or their inner world. And rightfully so, because we live in a society that is extremely nosy and, right? Extremely um, uh, uh, persistently um, invasive. Yeah. And so, you know, he's going to fight to keep that, under wraps. But the sun in Aquarius does a few other things as well. It definitely gives him a, a very intellectual approach to life. Very scientifically minded. In fact, you know, going back to his career, and the sun is a planet that can indicate career many times. And that sun is an Aquarius, engineering would definitely fit right in line with what that Aquarian energy produces. Yeah. Um, uh, Sun and Aquarius knows a lot of people. They're very well connected, right? Um, they can be considered a little different. So when you go back and look at some of his older pictures, right, and you see Kevin, right, he looks a little. I mean, I'm not saying, he, but he's his style, yeah, right, is not run of the mill. Yeah, got the, got the bow tie, the exactly, you know, a whole different. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely definitely you see what i'm saying so you know this is how you unpack a person when you really begin to understand really begin to understand how these energies unfold and work so the other thing is that sun in aquarius aquarius is ruled by saturn yeah. so it is a serious energy right and so he's going to come from his core with a very serious serious undertow right? it's not someone that is here to play. None of his energies are set up to play at all. It's not somebody you play with. This is Abmakarka. It is. 
provided the moon is positioned where it's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. But extracting the moon from the position, right? Sun is his Atma Karaka, right? Because it's at the latest degrees of his of his of of the sign, twenty eight degrees. Mm-hmm. So his moon would have to be twenty nine degrees, right, <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah. So good chance sun is his Atma Karaka. Yeah. And that means his soul lesson, right, is here to lead. He's here to lead. Right. Extracting Aquarius. When the sun becomes your Atma Karaka, that's the planet of leadership. That's the planet of being able to literally shine light on others. And that's what he's doing. And he's taking his own type of leadership and running with it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is he's built, he's actually built to create networks for people. You know, Aquarius is a sign of networking, of interactions, of interconnections. And so this man does have a lot of people that he knows. Um, not to say because of his fame, but just because of the design of who he is, he likes to connect with different types of people from all walks of life. Right. Yeah. That's what Sun and Aquarius is is designed to do. It's a very altruistic sign. Right. So um, seeing and another thing that they do now, Sun in Aquarius also helps the downtrodden. They like to they like to help the lower man, even though I know a lot of it. He says high value, high value, high value. Right. But the reality is, is that he's telling people on a lower level about what it is to deal with something on that level. Yeah. So he's literally Aquarius likes to deal with the downtrodden or the underdog. And he roots for the underdog. He pushes for the underdog. He was an underdog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And, you know, he paid his dues. He climbed the ladder bit by bit. When you look at Kevin's first videos, he doesn't shine very much. Mm-hmm. Right. He's very much plain. I mean, it's that. In fact, it looks even to some degree corny. Mm-hmm. Right. To some degree. But that persistence that air that aquarian persistence that's one thing aquarius is is persistent they don't give up yeah right yeah doggedly persistent because it's a fixed sign and fixed signs don't give up in fact they take that as a challenge when you challenge them they take it as a challenge to 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 finish the fight (laughs) so they stay in the trenches they stay continuously doing it i mean the man has been pretty much on point since he's since I've seen him, and I and my brother here is the one that really introduced me to him first. I got wind of him through him, but I really didn't pay much attention to him till a little bit later. But even since then, he's been doggedly persistent and dedicated to getting that information out to people. Yeah, right. So the sun in Aquarius gets the—that's what it produces—is that type of energy. So now you're seeing Kevin in a right. You're seeing him. For who he is in, in the totality of his being. And that way you really can understand where a person is coming from. Not to judge, but to say, you know what? That's his perspective. That's his angle. That's his experience. And we all have them, right? His just happens to be one where, right, we're going to get into here in a minute that relationships are fundamentally approached from a different perspective than what we're accustomed to in this day and age. So, you know, um, moving deeper into this moon. Now we got the sun and we got the moon. Those are the the luminaries. Those tell a lot about the personality disposition. 
But there's other things that also tell about the personality disposition and that Mars, right? Mars is in Scorpio. And yeah. it's not, I don't see many, I don't see many charts with Mars and Scorpio, just strangely so. That's true. You know, I, 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 I don't know, brother, I just don't see them often. So when they come, I know it's usually something I can see right off because they're not common. And one of the things that it does is it, again, also makes them extremely persistent. Right? This This man has a lot of persistent energy. I mean... That Mars in Scorpio is relentless. You know, imagine Scorpio with its ruler there. Right? It is literally transformative. It takes something that is seemingly uncomfortable or unsavory and changes that thing into something beautiful. Right? It has the power of transformation because it holds the planet. The planet that rules it is inside of Scorpio. So Definitely, it makes them intense, extremely intense. Yeah. And the one thing about, you know, with Mars and Scorpio, they're going to either be extremely passionate, extremely adamant, extremely forceful, or you get nothing at all. <laughs> That's why you'll see him. He'll sit there and he'll, and then he comes out and he'll, right? That's the disposition. That's how that Mars and Scorpio is because it's either all or all or nothing, hot or cold. Right. Black or white. There's no gray area with this here. Mars and Scorpio does not have gray areas. Yeah. Very dramatic, right? But can produce great discipline. Can produce great discipline. You know, Mars and Scorpio is extremely sexual. It is it has a high sexual drive, but it has discipline with it. It does have the ability to control it to a great degree. Mm-hmm. Right. So you would think that they're everywhere with it. Nope. They're very contained with it. They're very directed with it. They're very intense with it, though. They're not like, you know, where it's just everywhere it spills out. No, they're very, <laughs> very much <laughs> delineated in how they approach sex and yeah. that area of life. Yeah. Um. It does make them difficult to deal with at times. That is true. Mars and Scorpio can be very fixated about what it is that they believe, that they feel. Right? When they feel something, they feel it deep, and it doesn't change overnight. It's not something that's going to just, because someone else said something or presented new information, they're going to change. No, they're going to fight through whatever it is that they have to change through. At the other end, right? After the fight is over, after that transform- transformative exchange has happened, then they can see things. But they have to do that through repeated experiences and usually not something that they're going to do in public because that Mars and Scorpio makes them also, again, private. Yeah. So, you know, definitely seeing him unfold here, right? Seeing him unpack, right? The intensity the drive, the dedication, the persistence, right? The intellectual disposition, all of this is him. The the preachy behavior, right? All Kevin, all written in the heavens. So when we talk about people and you try to, you know, you're looking at angles to try to, you know, tear somebody down, do this for everybody. 
you know, you can do this for pretty much anybody. See where they're coming from. Yeah. See what their angle is before you make or pass judgment, because you may not understand that the person means well, they have good intentions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, you, you take that into context of just the world in general and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we live in a world where people are not really looking for that type of context from certain people. <laughs> you know what I mean? They 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 have something True. that they they're trying to push, and it don't matter. You know. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of you're that's right. lost. You're right. Once they once they have it locked in, yeah. Then yeah, you're right. You're right. So you know, this is a lot of what makes Kevin Kevin. Of course, the experiences and the things that we've, I'm not going to divulge those things, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell all of his business relationship with his mother and things like that. It's really none of my concern. My concern is really to show that what you're seeing is witnessable in the heavens based on the date of birth, based on when and where that person comes into this world, how they come into this world. You can see it in the chart. As above, so below. Right. So the next kind of area I want to talk about here is really relationships. We haven't really talked about much about relationships, and that's his main thing. That's his go-to as far as his product and his 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 getup. So many people wonder why you know um, a person would be the way they are. Uh, that uh, wonder why he would be the way he is about marriage well as you can see or you should be able to see right venus is in aries now venus is at about two degrees aries saturn is in aries as well it's at zero degrees aries so there's about two degrees between the two Maybe a degree and some change, really, to be honest. That is a very tight, tight conjunction where Venus is extremely close to the planet that rules death. When I say death, I don't want to take it to that level, that extreme, but we takes it deathly serious. Yeah. Anytime you have Venus um, with Saturn, there's a few things that you want to keep in mind about what happens with the outcome. For one, they're extremely focused, right, on responsibility in relationships. That's that's the main theme that they bring: responsibility in relationships. That is every time that man opens his mouth, that is the catch. Whether it be said in a different way, that's the that's the hook, right? That he presents as the end all be all for having a long term commitment. That it's not about love, conjugal love. It's not about affection, right? It's not about those things that we consider um, uh, temporary, right? Mm-hmm. In 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 unions. It's more about the long term, the long haul, the long term perspective as far as relationships are concerned. And Saturn is the planet that deals in things that are long term. Yeah. 
Saturn is serious. So this person is going to come serious about marriage, about committed unions. The other thing is it's extremely realistic right? when it comes to being with the opposite sex. Realism is the order of the day. Not how they made you feel 10 years ago. Not how they bought you the dress and you went out and took pictures. None of those things. How you take care of the bills. Do you wash and clean clothes? Can you fold clothes? Do you know how to do you know how to organize a home? Do you know how to properly list out and shop and do the things that are that are ordered and, and duty bound in order to keep a marriage going? Yeah. To keep a home going. That is where his mindset is. That's where he's built. That's how he's constructed. They will not change. Not going to change the individual's mind about being oriented towards love in unions. That's not how he thinks. <laughs> That's not how he's built. That Saturn conjunct Venus within two degrees is an intense conjunction. Extremely intense. And so, I mean, if you nudge it over a degree, they'd be sitting literally right on top of one another in the night sky. Yeah. Right. The planet of duty. Right. Of frugalness, frugality. Right. That is how he's going to approach any type of any type of, 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 of committed union. It's not about play. It's not about what I, how I can make you feel. It's about what are you willing to do? What are you willing to sacrifice to make this relationship work? And, you know, old traditional values is what Saturn is about. You know, that old time religion, as they say, thing, doing things traditionally, doing things as they were done back in the day. That's what Saturn is all about. The nostalgia of another time when things were the better or the golden age. So, you know, looking at relationships, you know, this world that we live in to him, right, is upside down because that is not what the conversation is for most people. Most people don't meet each other and say, hey, you know what? How's your 401k? Uh, do you have a retirement plan? Um, what is your 10 next? What is your five? What is your year plan? Five year, 10 year plan, right? Most people don't op operate on those paradigms when they approach relationships. Yeah. And they probably should. Yeah. You know, Saturn and Venus, remember, it's a strange relationship because they're friends. Yeah. Right? They are friends in the the system of astrology that I pra we practice, Saturn and Venus are friends, and rightfully so, because Libra, which is ruled by Venus, exalts Saturn. And it means that in relationships, Saturn is the order of the day. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Love fades, right? It does. Love can last, but so long. And you should, I'm not, and I don't want you to think that I'm agreeing with Kevin completely. There is a place for certain things in relationships, such as conjugal uh, interactions, affection, love. That is not, I'm not of his purview, but I'm here to help you understand 
that where he is coming from is one in which that relationships are about making the community better. It's about the family unit and what that family unit can do for the community. You know, there are, there used to be back in the day, right? And I'm pretty sure you can attest to this, my good brother. There were families that were around in the neighborhood that were like anchor families. Like they've been around in the neighborhood for years. Mama, big mama, they married big mama. They, and they have like a whole village and tribe of people. Right. I mean, just the concept of, you know, I mean, this was very common when I was coming up, um, especially back in Ohio. Exactly. It'd be like, oh, those are the, 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 um, you know, the Charles. The Johnsons. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And it was a whole what image. What happened to that? Yeah, it was a whole image that came with that. <laughs> right. Right. What happened to that? Yeah. It's gone. You know, <laughs> it, it's fall. It's falling. Yeah. It's, it's dissipating. Right. It's dissolving. Yeah. And so I'm with Kevin in that regard. You know, bring some of that where we are married for the purposes of building and constructing something greater than ourselves, not just sitting back eating bonbons and popcorn and enjoying each other's company. Yeah. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that at times. Everything has a place in the time. But we put too much emphasis on the wrong things. Right. We put too much emphasis on the look. We put too much emphasis on the trinkets and the things that come with being with someone versus the work that is required to really make something last. Exactly. Um, uh, I can't remember the fellow's name. Um, help me out, brother. He's a Indian guru, Sadhguru. Yeah. I was watching one of his lectures, kind of doing some other stuff and, and had him in the background. And he says something that was very profound. I don't agree with everything Sadhguru says, but a lot of the information he produces is pretty, pretty intelligible and reasonable. He says, don't approach a marriage unless you're willing to sacrifice 20 years of your life. That is pretty accurate. Oh, yeah. If you've been in a long term committed relationship, you know that after the first seven years, you're going to be tested. Mm hmm. Right. And Saturn, planet that is conjunct Venus, right, tests whatever it is that you have under his gaze or under his control. So if you're dealing with relationships every seven years, you're going to have a major catharsis or a major reorientation in your committed relationship. That is how you know you're married. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you have had to change and grow and develop beyond your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Saturn is not a planet of comfort. It's a planet of hard work, effort, sacrifice, long term, long term endurance. Right. Now, I'm not saying that this man had the gift to stay in a long term committed marriage. That's not it. I'm saying the approach to marriage, though, is one of which that is oriented around being forcibly positioned to make it work. And sometimes you can try so hard, it does crack the relationship because you're trying so hard, things can still fall apart. But again, this is some of the things that we have ex have gotten away from in being in a, in a committed relationship. 
We are not in the times when we're in the 50s, 40s, and 50s, 40s, and 30s where we did have to be together. Right? We 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 married more for survival. We married more for the outcome. I think I think versus the intimacy. Yeah, I think I think and and this is one thing he brings up a lot is I mean we we live almost in like an illusionary time because we do. It is it, is we still need each other for survival to a certain degree. But it's we live in a world that gives off the illusion of not <laughs> Because of just all the different advancements and, and different know, things like that. So it makes you, you know, it gives you the illusion that you don't need these particular things, you know? Too comfortable with the comforts. And, and, I mean, <laughs> we have, we, this world has created a false narrative. Yeah. Right? When it comes to life. Yeah. Not just relationships, which is a bubble into itself, which has created, has a whole nother world that has fallen apart, Mm -hmm. but just life. Yeah. Dealing with normal people on a day-to-day basis, interacting with people on a day-to-day basis, we are behind the camera Mm. most of the time. Yeah. Right. So for us to perceive, you know, and, 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 and it does many injustices. One of the injustices it does is that we create these pictures around people of this grandiose type of vision for for what we want people to be, and when they don't fit that bill, then they're villainized. Yeah, or you cancel them. You cancel them. You, you cancel them, right? <laughs> right. So yeah. yes, very well. So we have a picture. We're gonna have want to have a picture perfect view of somebody, and when they fall short of whatever prescriptive mark that we made for them, then we 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 we, we make them the worst monster in the world. Yeah. When everybody behind a camera has a life and everybody has idiosyncrasies and habits and proclivities that they produce that they hide from the rest of the world. That's just the nature of the world we live in. Yep. Yep. But when it comes to relationships, it's even more so because I remember when I was a young man, I didn't see false lashes. If I did, it was on a different type of person. And I'm not going to say what type, but I didn't see false fake lashes. I didn't see fake hair. I didn't see a whole lot of makeup. I saw makeup, but not a whole lot, right? I saw clothes that fit, right? That weren't, you know what I mean? If you saw the opposite, it was in an area that the person was doing something to attract that to themselves, right? And I don't want to say what type of profession, but you can use your brain to figure it out, right? Now that is the order of the day. Yeah. Right. My daughter, we were out shopping. You know, I'm a father, so you know, I'm looking at jeans and you know, shorts and I, and she's like tugging me, like, no, daddy, I want a dress. And it just threw me, right? Because I have a little girl. So, you know, okay, oh, okay, darling, let me change modes, right? Because I have a child that is right, very feminine. She's a girly girl. Mm-hmm. And it just sparked on me to say, you know what? Let me help. Uh, let me help nurture that. I, you know, let me take, let me step out of daddy mode and be more into her mode to really help her grow into the young lady she's supposed to become. You yeah. Know? Um, we we're missing a lot of the feminine energy in our lives. 
And so when it comes to a vacuum, you know, people like Kevin are just highlighting like, hey, you know, I mean, what happened to the times when we looked at a woman and we could see who she was? Yeah, I mean, a lot of us have, a, um, you know, especially those of us who are, you know, um, raised by single parents or whatever. You think about your mother. A lot of people got this vision of their mom like mom ain't play. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Like mom had a very tough disposition and stuff like that. You know, um, when I think about exactly. my grandma, yeah, you know, like my, my grandmother was the exact opposite. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, my <laughs> it's funny because my dad, you know, my uncles, they like never got whoopings. <laughs> because you know what I mean like they just she just wasn't that type of woman she was just type of woman yeah you know what I'm saying she's just very sweet you know got married at 18 and you know her and my grandfather but, but, rolled but wait, it out it wasn't perfect got married at 18 yeah but got married at 18 though <laughs> and then and created a family yeah yeah you know that's unheard of now 18 marriage oh you What's wrong with you? Right. Yeah. You know, so we've got to get back to some of those fundamental values, some of yeah. those traditional outlooks that protected and got us to where we are today. Not to say it should be completely just oblivious of anything other than relationships. I mean, other than duty. But, you know, let that be the order of the day and let the other things be the decoration, the decoration and the the things that we use to make the relationship better instead of it being the reverse. Yeah. And that's why I agree with Kevin, right? That these things that we have when we meet each other, we should have an understanding that this is something that we're taking serious here. Right? We're not playing with each other. We're not going to just date. Right? We're going to see how deep we can go, how long we can go, how hard we can go. And let's get, let's, let's, let's make it happen. Now, the other placements that, you know, he has, and one of the things I also want to say is that with um, Venus conjunct Saturn, it also makes him hard-nosed about obligations. So unless you come in with that and come in with really credentials and things that you can stand on, Kevin's always going to take the approach to try to bury you where you are. Because that's just a hard-nosed disposition that Saturn gives when it comes to women. And Venus in a man's chart is women, you must understand, so he is going to be a lot more stern in that regard. Now, there's other things that we have going on here. Venus is in Aries. <clears throat> now, Venus in Aries is a position that um, creates intensity in love. Now, when I say love, and I know this man is saying, it's not about love, it's not about love, it's not about love. But let's keep it real. I love you, Kevin, but he hones in on, right, shape and figure, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. Now, every man has his type. This is true. Right. But health is a big, important reason why Kevin addresses the weight of a woman. But for Kevin himself, he likes a a female that's athletic. You see, your proclivities are told by the chart. What you like and what you find attractive is already written. 
is Venus is in Aries. Aries is athletic, competitive, right? Direct, fast. Mm -hmm. Not to say he likes fast women, but have you noticed how he talks to Tommy a little different than the others? Mm -hmm. Right? And Tommy's a fast woman, right? <laughs> right? So, right. Venus in Aries produces a man that is competitive in relationships. Right. It is about competition. Not to say he competes with the mate, but the mate has to bring something to get something. Isn't this phenomenal? I mean, when I'm mm. like, whoa, like this is deep. Venus in Aries produces an individual that takes love as war. Does does he does does battle in love? Yeah. And does this man do battle? Oh yeah. In that regard. You <laughs> see, this is the man's destiny. Right? It's written. I know Kevin, you know, may not believe in astrology. You say you're Christian. I get it. Right. But we already I we can clearly see this is who you are. So Venus and Aries also um doesn't beat around the bush when it comes to relationship. They can get married quick without in any intrepidation. In fact, they seem they they deem being in a relationship about getting to the point of it, not tearing around, not playing, not wasting time. Right. And that's what he says. Within three to six months, you should be talking about marriage. Correct. Yep. Right. That's the Venus and Aries. But the Venus and Aries wants the slim type. They want an athletic woman. They want a woman that has some gumption, some get up and go, some drive and ambition. That's what he likes. So when you see or hear that he makes these, you know, proclamations about women, keep in mind that he's speaking from what he likes. It's not personal. It's not something bad or good. It just is what it is. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, you know, my Venus is in a sign. This brother's Venus is in a sign, right? We all have what we like. Venus is what you like. Yeah. Hate to tell you, some men like women that are a little bit less athletic and more on the voluptuous side. Some mm -hmm. men like that. So, ladies, don't feel so slighted when Kevin approaches it from that perspective. But he is correct in the sense of health, you should be healthy. Right? Not to say you should be, you know, Coke bottle shape and, you know, size this and size that. But if you're healthy, that's the most important thing. Right? Being obese is not healthy. Eating unhealthy foods, not taking care of yourself, not exercising, not doing the things to elongate your life through better health is a serious problem. And in the black community, it is a very rampant issue when it comes to black women. Yeah. Right. Black men, too. Right. We don't go to the doctor. We don't like to go get check checkups. Women are more health oriented and more health conscious than men. But many times I see a lot of black women, they're overweight. Right. Unhealthily so. Not, you know, because certain women can be built in a certain way. You know, not everybody's gonna be a size four or a size six. That's a given. But if you're healthy, 
That's the most important thing. After that, right? Really, it's really not much of a conversation. Yeah, health is is extremely important. And I agree with him on that note. Right. Um. Again, um, Marys is taken very serious with Aries. Aries is a warrior. They don't play. Right. Put up or shut up. Mm. Right. Do what you got to do or get off the pot. Right. That's how Venus and Aries operates. Now combine that with the with this with Venus and Saturn conjoined. Now you see it a lot more. Right. Because now Saturn is in Aries. And Saturn in Aries, what it's gonna do is gonna be rough. Right? It's gonna be rough. It's not gonna be hand candy coated for you. Right? Saturn in Aries can make someone uncouth, right? Rough around the edges, right? Impatient to some degree. Yeah. Persistently so. Right. So when he talks, know that the package is part of this is part of his package. It's designed to literally be short-circuited from zero to 60, meaning that in 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 dealing with the opposite sex, he's going to be very, very direct. Very much to the point where he's going to say things that are tactless. <laughs> right? I hate to say it, Kev. It, it can be tactless. Right? Not to say there's, you know, sometimes it needs to be less tactful. To get the point across, I get it. I'm not shooting the messenger. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, just understand that this is how an individual being built, this is how they're going to function. They're unrefined when it comes to the delivery. Not going to be refined. Saturn in Aries is about the opposite of unrefinement. Remember, Saturn is debilitated in Aries. Saturn is the planet of deliberation, forethought. Right, taking your time. Right, that's not who he is. So stop getting your feelings so hurt, because now you can hear the message, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, because now you know who you're dealing with. Now you know this person is coming from this perspective. He's built that way. You don't expect for someone to come as you would, because you're not built as as he is, and vice versa. He wouldn't. I'm, I'm sure. Sit down, have a personal conversation. You wouldn't expect for you to come and see that on his platform. Whatever he says, that's his platform. But in a personal relationship, personal conversation, right? A little different, but nonetheless, he's going to be very to the point. They don't beat around the bush. So you know, these are some of the placements that makes him who he is, right? And. It's not a bad, not a bad place. It's not. These are things that we need, maybe to be said. A lot of men don't want to say these things because a lot of it's not to say we're scared, but you know, dealing with the most powerful being in the universe other than yourself. Because I mean, I'm God, she's goddess, but the black woman's powerful. She's had to be. She's had to be the backbone of the black community for the past four hundred years. Not to say that's her position. She shouldn't have to be. But unfortunately, we've been through a situation that has placed us at the 
at the fingertips of someone of an oppressor that was this, that created systems to keep us separated. Yeah. So Kevin's right. It's time to get back to some of that old time stuff where we lock arms and say, you know what? Good, bad, or indifferent. Let's do this. Right. Let's 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 push forward. We're gonna have problems. That's a part of the life. Let's 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 get through it. Because we did some of those things. I think some of our marriages would really we'd see some of the issues that we have as things that are really not our problem. That you know, when you argue about money, for example, right? If you're not, and I'm saying high value man, an average man, right, and an average woman shouldn't be arguing about money. Because we both are contributing to the table. Now, of course, every situation is different. You got every, right? You got fingerprints for everybody. So I don't want to make, put everybody in one basket. But for the most part, money shouldn't be something we break up over. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is something that we need to really, really start to take serious note of if we think we're going to have children and grandchildren that are going to be able to make it in this world as far as being in 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 committed relationships and so with that right i'm going to leave leave it at that because we've covered a great deal with mr samuels we've covered the moon and sag which gives him his overall general preachy and teacher-like disposition we've we've talked about the sun and aquarius which gives him the intellectual approach and the scientific kind of purview that he comes from, and also gives him his dogged persistence. Right? We've talked about Mars and Scorpio, which gives him the intensity, the passion, and the drive, and also discipline when it comes to utilizing sexual energies. We've covered Venus and Aries, talking about the competitive spirit in unions and, and relationships also, that he likes athletically shaped and thinner women. We've talked about Venus conjunct Saturn, where he is actually seriously dedicated to making sure that relationships are long-term commitments. We've talked about Saturn in Aries, gives him his rough, kind of brash disposition, right? And we've even talked about those conjunctions as a whole in, in, in continuation of how those things play out when he deals with the opposite sex. So I think we've done, Kevin, a pretty good Right, breakdown for what we have, right? Kevin, if you're out there, brother, holler at me, right? Because we definitely can tighten you up on the rest of your chart, provided we get the time to burn. Indeed. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, man. That's um, you know, it's good to provide some context and stuff like that. And that's what I mean, that's what the purpose of the science is and whatnot. You know, it's always a method oh, yeah. to someone's madness and different things like that. So um yeah, man. You know, definitely, definitely dig into this. Not just for Sam, um, um, Kevin, but you know, for your own chart and the people around you. Indeed, you know, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, take stock, right? Take stock. You don't have to have a time of birth to have good information about a person. The time of birth just unlocks everything in the positioning that it is to give you the details to read destiny. But we can see proclivities, habits. Right, we can see insensitivities and tactlessness with Saturn and Aries. You can go through all those placements and find that person. You just don't know how it plays out. Right, that's what the time gives us. But nonetheless, use this methodology. Check out people around you. 
people that you don't have a time of birth, but it's okay. Right? You still can see a great deal and learn a great deal about the character and nature of the person you're dealing with and also teach them about themselves and what they bring to the table. So by far, right, I think this has been a very good podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, great, great start to season four of whatnot, you know. But, um, you know, with that being said, this episode was brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group, Calaprusha Astrology, and our good people over there on Patreon. <laughs> Big up to y'all. Um, you know, we're going to start doing some some things on Patreon, um, you know, schedule something, you know, uh, overall. I just, you know, want to uh, create a space where we can interact with each other and, you know, um, kind of share where we're at and, you know, different things that we may not talk about on the podcast and stuff like that. So definitely, you know, stay locked into that. Um, we got some stuff coming up this week for sure. Um, indeed. Um, Brother Rob, before we get out, you got anything you want to share with people? No, just glad to be back. Uh, we're going to have some great content for you this season. A lot of gems. Stay tuned, right? Stay stay vigilant with us because you're going to enjoy this season. Trust me. If you don't tune in, you're going to miss out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Indeed. So, um, you know, like always, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And we will be back next week, same time, same place. Another banging episode. We're out. Peace. Peace.